0: This is Company the Podcast. I'm Sky Manson. Company is a podcast produced in rural Australia, bringing together ambitious women from the bush, the city and all over the world. Today's guest is the creative Sarah Ryan from Quandiela Candle Co., Now, I really love this lady and have a bit of a story to tell you about her. Three years ago, my family and I moved to the small rural town of Grenfell in central west New South Wales. And without really knowing anyone in that town, like not a soul, I reached out to Sarah because I had seen her beautiful candle work to catch up for a coffee. Firstly, this was not as easy as just doing that because when we arrived, the town's only coffee shop had just closed down. Anyway, she welcomed me so warmly into our new town where we knew nobody and months later I received a beautifully illustrated envelope and a handwritten letter in our mailbox from Sarah who was just checking in to say hi and I wanted to tell you that story because that is so the nature of creative women living in the bush and not only in the bush all over the world as well but letters are such a beautiful way to connect. I did want to say that in this conversation, we do talk a little bit about the difficulties and the challenges of the drought. And truth be known, we recorded this interview on a hot summer's morning at the end of last year, actually inside our farm ute in the main street of Grenfell with no air con and the windows up. She is such a true champion, this girl. This year, luckily, they have had some good falls of rain to start the year off. And although Sarah and I have had lots to do with each other, one thing I haven't done yet and I'm absolutely dying to do is see her studio in the tiny village of Quondiella where she makes her candles. And this is where our conversation started. I hope you enjoy it.
1: It's a very old building. Um, it's the old general store. It used to be a cafe many years ago, one of the old Greek cafes that opened up in little country towns. Anyway, it closed down about five years ago, I think, four or five years ago, and the owners let me rent it, and it's um, the roof's falling in, it sort of rains inside, there's no power, there's no heating, there's no cooling, but it's got a lot of character. It's got a lovely shop front, glass windows, and lovely French doors that open out into the street, and... Uh, it's been heritage, like painted, the old signage had been put back up. Back up. Um, yeah, so I work from there. Hmm. And tell me a bit about the process of making the candles. Um, so I have a big melter that I use. Um, I buy in all my materials online and they get delivered through Australia Post and Courier. Um, Yeah, so I melt there and I select a certain amount of fragrances to use um, in my range. So I keep it pretty limited. So it's easier for choice and easier for online shopping. Um, Yeah, and so I do it in little tins, little square tins. And they come in two sizes, large and small. Um, I do a Christmas candle every Christmas. That is my big seller, I suppose that's my main thing I do and I do diffusers and I make a natural lip balm which is probably my other bestseller.
0: Tell me about your labelling and branding because it's so beautiful and and also your decision to sell the candles in tins and old fowler jars.
1: Yeah so the well the fowler jars um, I had a lot of those in the shed and I decided to clean them up make candles in those and they've been really popular and I mainly only sell those, I wholesale those to maybe one or two shops just to keep it um, so that they've got a good supply because I can't get them all the time so I've got, um, I found this old tin, a yeast tin in the old cottage in the backyard in our farm and it was from the 1940s and it was this beautiful Art Nouveau styling, Art Deco scrolls and beautiful fonts and very wordy and descriptive and I loved how old things were packaged that way, and things are very minimal these days, which is beautiful too, but it's just not very me. And I spoke to my designer mate in Newcastle, Dan, who works – he's got a business called Safety Pin Design, and we've known each other for years and years, and he's very clever. And I sent him the tin, and I said, I want a a candle label called Quandiala Candle Co., and can you just make it look like this but call it that and I want it to say this, this, this and he came back and from the very first draft like it was perfect and I've never changed it and um, yeah, so it looks like an old-fashioned tin of something that you'd find in an old pantry Yeah. Yeah. What's your background? How did you end up in, in Condiella? I'm actually from Quandia.lla I was born in, uh, born there and raised there. My parents have a farm, have a farm there, and uh, I went to the little local school where my kids go now. Go to school. Uh, I did go away to Sydney for boarding school uh, for high school, and then I went on to uni there. And I swore I was never coming back because I didn't want to live in a tiny village and I didn't want to marry a farmer. Anyway, I came home for a break from Sydney and I ended up living in the tiny village. Like oh, just out of the tiny village, well, tiny village and marrying a farmer. So that's where I, that's how I've ended up there. Yeah. All right.
0: I, I don't think I knew that. Hmm. So it was, so yeah, you're from the country originally, but did you, why were you so determined not to end up there? Did you, do you love
1: the city? Oh, it's funny. I think you go through different stages where, You think you know who you are and what you want to be and where you want to be, but it evolves over time and, you know, you don't know until you go somewhere or you leave somewhere and look back. And when I went to the city, that's what I thought I wanted to do. I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to go to art school, which I did, and I loved it and that was going to be my life and I was going to live in inner city Sydney and I was going to be a, you know, trendy inner city girl and... I don't know what I was thinking, but anyway, I also had a teaching degree, so I thought I'll go back home for a little while and do some teaching, earn a bit of casual money and I was going to get out of there first chance I got when I saved some money because I thought, I, yeah, I just didn't want to, I don't know, I just thought that wouldn't be the life for me, but when I was preparing to come home, I started to think, How much I loved it, and I couldn't work out why I was missing it so much. And I thought, but I don't want to be there, but I want to go home. And I got back, and just being around family and just the wide open spaces and the quiet, I suddenly realised that I think this is who this is in me. This is who who I am, and I just loved it. And the people, you know, I just suddenly realised that country people are just so nice to be be around, and. When I met my husband, I thought, oh, yeah, this is the kind of bloke. I think I've been looking for which I couldn't um, find in the yeah, city. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Quandiella Candles, how was it born and when? I was pregnant with my third child when I started thinking about doing – I always had creative projects on the go. I was always making art. And, and yeah, I was pregnant with Clem and I bought a market a candle at a market and I thought, not, not, that can't be hard to do and I sort of researched it and I, but I didn't like any packaging, that, you know, the jars and all that stuff so I just started looking into getting a different vessel so the tin, the tin came about and, yeah, I just started making them at home and it grew and grew because I did a market and they were really popular and well-received and I think the packaging helped that and then lots of shops started approaching me and wanted to stock it and, yeah, so that was five years ago now, six years ago, yeah. And what
0: does Candela Candles look like now as as a business? Is
1: it a main income earner for you or still a side project? Um it would be a side project. I still do a little bit of casual teaching, but this year especially it's um really taken off. Uh I mean it's been been busy the whole time. Um I don't owe any money on it, so I think that's always a good thing. (laughs) So that's always good. And the Buy From The Bush campaign this year has just made it go bananas. So, yeah, I'm still working flat out at it at the moment. Um, I don't want it to take over my life. I don't want it to be the full-time business that I have to have an employee or, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't want it to be my life. Mm. So, yeah, I try to keep it under wraps. It could be bigger, but I'm just trying to keep it in that sort of special niche of a little bit harder to find and, and handmade still got to be a handmade thing how much time do you spend on the business two to three days a week i try to limit myself to in the studio when the kids are at school um i don't work in the holidays if i can help it school holidays uh but leading up to christmas from about september october i'm there probably every day yeah from monday to friday in school hours. <laughs> and sorry to jump
0: back a bit, but um, can you quantify the buy from the bush stuff at all? Like how much has business grown as a result of that?
1: Um, I've picked up uh, quite a few new stockers, but I have actually said no to a few as well because I don't want to be flat out doing wholesale. But I didn't, I can, I'm not really good on numbers, but I did look at my PayPal Account the other day, which is where my um, online sales come through. So that's not counting all the wholesale and everything, but just the online sales. Same time last year, the sales increased two hundred and fifty percent in twelve months. Oh. So I thought that was pretty pretty good. And that I would I would say that's from buy from the bush definitely. That's so incredible. And were you pre prior to buy from the bush kind of expecting that things would.
0: Um, see a bit of a decline this year because of drought. Oh,
1: absolutely. I thought no oh, people won't be spending. Um and it's incredible. Like I've probably gotten I still got a lot of support from people in the bush and country towns, but so much more the sales are heading to the, to Sydney, to the coast and interstate, um some overseas as well. So yeah, it's been great. Tell me a bit
0: about the personal life of Sarah Ryan. What's your, I love routines
1: and rituals. Are you a
0: morning person or
1: an evening worker? Morning, definitely. I can't do anything after about 3pm. My brain shuts off and five o'clock's, you know, chin and tonic time. (laughs) (laughs) Wine time. Um, Yeah, I get up early about six o'clock and that's when I do emails, invoices. I might look at Instagram, but... um, yeah, I do look at Instagram, but I don't post a lot at the moment because it's just too busy. But um, yeah, that's that's my day, and I head into the studio about nine thirty. Any particular little rituals that you love to do to get you going? Cup of tea, definitely. A whole pot of tea has to be drunk before I can do anything. Uh, so paint me a picture of your actual morning. Okay, so uh, yeah, I'll get up around six. Hopefully, everyone's still asleep and quiet. Uh, let the dog out of the laundry, uh, might go and just check on the chooks, let them out and then make my pot of tea, sit down in the quiet, have a quick look through my phone, uh, get the kids ready for school, pack the lunches. Then everyone's getting up and annoying me and making a noise. And then I get them down to the bus. Um, I might, I usually try and get a yoga session in like an online yoga session three times a week. So I do that at home and uh, through an app. Yeah. Hmm. Amazing. sometimes. (laughs) sometimes. <laughs> so Any the
0: productivity rituals that you have when you're sort of hitting a bit of a slump mid-afternoon,
1: you know, in the lead up to that 3pm? Mm. No, no. I just have to power on. Mm. More tea. Mm. Yeah, like, I mean, I drink coffee too, but I like that's sort of like an 11am thing to push me through to lunch. And then, yeah. yeah, I don't drink coffee after midday, but no, I just, yeah, just try and think about the time when the kids are coming home and that's usually when brain goes stop now yeah, yeah. brain says no
0: <laughs> and what's your most treasured uh, relaxation ritual is it that pot of tea in the morning or are there other ways oh. that you wind down or find room for inspiration
1: creative inspiration hmm yeah the pot of tea in the morning is usually when I get some good ideas uh yeah, the I do. I really do look forward to that drink in the afternoon too. <laughs> that, especially in the summer when it's you know the sun's going down and you know it's just a wind down time. And yeah, but um, in terms of getting inspiration and creative juices flowing, it's got to be morning. Yeah, and I've got to be. I think I've really got to be alone to really nut it out. And I usually start getting these grand ideas for artworks and things that uh, there's, I have no way of completing but they're they're there yeah I hate those I know I know they seem like such a good idea at that time of the day like oh I'm so gonna do that that's gonna look great oh I'm gonna have an exhibition and then it's never gonna happen yeah they are good ideas Hmm. it's just actually
0: having the time to execute them Mm. tell
1: me a bit about the season and dry times for you and your family um, yeah, horrible, horrible. So if it feels like we've been feeding nonstop our, our sheep. We've got a sheep stud. It uh, feels like we've been feeding for years and years. So we have a stud, so we can't really offload a lot of stock. We um, have got adjustment. We've managed to get some adjustment lately, which has been really handy. Um, yeah, but it's just, yeah, it's the endless farm routine of checking water Putting out feed. I mean, we're very, we're very lucky. We have, we have water. So I couldn't imagine what it'd be like if you ran out of water, it's like some people do. So you know, you do have to count your blessings.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And what for you is something that really epitomizes this drought? As a wife and a mum
1: and a female. <sighs> Yeah, that, yeah, the dust. Oh my god, um, yeah, being a partner to a farmer is is hard because um, they're obviously trying to hold everything together, and you can see they're stressed and struggling. But you feel like you've sort of got to hold everything together for them and the family, and you got to watch finances and and all that stuff. I find that's really hard. And yeah, you know, God, the washing when you're hanging out the washing and the wet washing falls on the ground. I've got to hate that when it falls out of the basket. But I found if you don't touch it and just hang it up, it shakes off when it dries. That's my tip. <laughs> yeah, you've worked it out. I know, it's I know. taken, you know, <laughs> what, how enough. many years of drought? I <laughs> oh, no, have done enough times to work it out, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, what, what, and has there been any silver linings though? Hmm,
1: I've been trying to, yeah, you've got to try and find positives, don't you? My parents retired, well, sort of, yeah, retired off the farm and moved to town last year so I'm really pleased they don't have to go through another drought on the farm and they're actually enjoying town life they still have the farm but they've leased it out so it's really nice to see them actually enjoying you know their retirement not doing it through a drought um other and that, that yeah. reduces the the stress on you too no doubt oh, oh absolutely because it's not just your family it's extended family because often in farming families you've got you know, cousins and aunts and near parents and grandparents who are farming too. So it affects the whole extended family, not just yours. So, yeah. But oh, I must say the community is is um gets together a lot more. And, you know, I think you find people are down at the pub on a Friday night and everybody's in the same boat. Like everyone who's from that community, we're all living under the same conditions and the same rainfall. So everyone just comes in and has a beer at the end of the week or, you know, comes to swimming club or, you know, and I think that helps you to get through because you're all in it together. Yeah. So I suppose if you can call that a silver lining,
0: yeah. Absolutely, that yeah. is. What's one thing that you've so loved about your country life this week?
1: Just the quiet and the space and, yeah, I mean, the, the landscape. It's, you know, I'm a visual person and even though it's dry, you know, it doesn't look like... The southern highlands or you know the English countryside it's it's still got that Australian look about it and the colours and the, even the dust storms even the fires the smoke I mean it's this incredible landscape that we see every day that's what I do love about it as harsh and horrible as it can be. Um, now you have a newsletter
0: that is sort of associated with Quandiela Candles yeah. it's called Bunch of Fives where are you up to with that?
1: Now that I've said that, we actually haven't done one for a couple of months, but um, we're trying to get All one out before Christmas. human. Oh. Yes. Trying to get one out before Christmas, just with a few, you know, maybe tips of what we've been up to in the last couple of months i reading. So I do it with my best friend, Amber, and we do five topics and we each write and there's bo- write about it. So there's books, uh, podcasts, TV, movies, um, random things, old stuff that we're into, like, I don't know. Antiques or something we find in secondhand stores, something like that. So it's a bit of a random bunch of stuff. But um, if you wanted to know, you know, stories behind Quandie Candles or Quandie Alla or where, you know, where I come from and what my background is and what I'm into, what I like, that's where it all is. That's what you find out about me. Where do we find that? Uh, under the blog tab, I think it's under Our Story, On the website at www.condiallacandleco.com.au.
0: And what is the best way to see what you're up to?
1: Um, Probably on social media, so Instagram, Facebook, the website. Um, You sometimes see me out at markets, but not very often.
0: Yeah. So, Sarah Ryan, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me. You're welcome. Thank you so much to Sarah Ryan from the Quandiala Candle Co. for joining me on Company the Podcast. And Sarah needs another few thank yous, actually. We collaborated for a giveaway during the launch of this podcast last year and her business, Quandiala Candle Co., has also been a sponsor. If you're liking what you're hearing, please rate and review this podcast so that others can discover it as well. You can find me at Sky underscore Manson on Instagram or you can sign up to my newsletter which is coming soon on my website, MansonandCompany.com.